Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's April 30, 2012, and this is episode 333. Today, we're going to take a look at the five winning images from the March 2012 assignment on the theme of food. Turnout for this assignment wasn't great, which I guess proves that you know, what we already know, uh, that food photography isn't as easy as you might think. Thanks to all of you that did get involved though and uploaded your images, and even if you didn't upload an image, I hope that you learned something from the process. Note that if you're listening to the enhanced version of the podcast on your iPhone or iPad, then the images that we look at and talk about today will appear on the screen as we talk about them. And if you listen to the audio version, then the best thing to do is to go over to the blog and you can follow along with the manuscript. You can listen right there on the blog as well. Uh, But also the most important thing really is that the images are there. And if you click on them, you'll be able to view them at the, the largest size that the participant uploaded them at. And that is at mbp.ac slash 333 for episode 333. If you do want to get involved in the assignments, but you're not sure what to do, all of the details of how to upload your images, the rules of engagement and an explanation of the voting process are all posted in the assignment forum at martinbaileyphotography.com. Also note that even if you don't see this assignment related episode at the end of each month or the start of a new assignment month. I do also announce the theme in the assignment forum at the end of each month. So you can always look there if you're heading out shooting and you wonder what the theme is. So let's jump right in and take a look at the incredible winning images for the food assignment. And in fifth place is Morton Goldberg with more cookie than monster. And here's Morton's backstory. March was a busy month, and when the 31st came, I had not even made a start on the month's assignment. If I was going to participate, I would have to do something simple. There was too little time remaining to do anything elaborate. That certainly meant that I wasn't going to do any fancy food preparation of my own. I decided that baked goods were the best bet. There are bakeries in my area that produce luscious looking treats. I visited the bakery in a local Whole Foods market. It was near enough to Easter that they had a selection of pastries shaped as bunnies and baby chicks, but I was attracted to a tray of puff pastries decorated to look like Muppet monster heads. I thought them amusing without looking too kitschy. I bought two. I was afraid that although each was carefully packaged in its own little box, there might be damage on the way home. Puffs are very delicate. I was right to be worried. Despite my trying to be careful, only one made it home in good enough condition to be photographed. I used my trusty tabletop Lowell Ego light setup to light the puff. This consists of two 16-inch square daylight fluorescent soft boxes. 
This is an excellent kit for food photography. Actually, I think it was designed by Lowell with food photography in mind as its main application. A confession. Despite what my caption says, the subject is not really a cream puff, but a custard puff. I didn't know that when I wrote the caption. I only found out later when I ate the puff. I'm very pleased to have placed fifth with my rather hastily produced photo. My compliments to all of those that placed above me for their excellent work. Also, I thank Martin for providing this assignment and for keeping them going. I know, Martin, you have heard this many, ta- many, many times, but it still bears repeating. Well, thank you, f- you, for participating, Morton. Uh, especially this month, as you your photograph brings a broad smile to my face every time I look at it. You may not have made this yourself, as in cooked this yourself, but it's a great find, and you lit it very well indeed. I think that the light brown background matches the subject very well too, and even the fact that your little monster's right eye has been pushed halfway out of its socket adds an additional touch of humour to the subject. I really do like this one. Congratulations on placing Morton. Next up in fourth place is Greg Anderson with A Fancy Feast. And here's Greg's backstory. First off, a big thank you to everyone who thought that my photo was good enough to vote for. I'm surprised that my first entry made it into the top five. I had been planning to pick a theme of the month contest to try to keep myself shooting and since Martin's podcast is one of my favourites it seemed to be the natural place. By the time the holidays had calmed down and I recombobulated myself it was March and the theme was food. Oh no, I barely have any culinary skills to make food much less an eye to photograph it. But after a bit of thinking, I decided that since there was no stipulation that it had to be people food, I would try a different take on the topic. Originally, I thought I might have a scene with some cat food in the front, like it turned out, but have the feline face be visible, perhaps with some lip-smacking going on, or some other appropriate cat-like facial expression. But I quickly scratched that, knowing that it would be hard enough getting one of my cats to sit sit in the right place, never mind get one of them to actually take posing directions. So I decided that a backlit silhouetted cat with more direct light emphasis, lighting emphasis on the food was the way to go. Setup was pretty basic. I put one gridded speed light above the food and one bare flash behind the cat's seat on the floor, pointed at the blue background. It turned out to be easier than I thought to get a cat to sit by the small table I'd set up, and about as, me- as easy as I thought to get, the- get said cat to sit in about the right pose. What I hadn't counted on was tails. After my first round of shots, I found that over half of them uh, had the backlit flash obscured, partly 
by a swishing cattail. Since the flash was positioned right where the cat's tail hung hung over the seat. Disappointed with the results, I let it sit for a week or two. Even though I put the food away, I found that the I almost always had a cat sitting or sleeping on the seat and they always had an expectant look on their face when I came into the room. The liberal use of cat treats during the previous session had made an impression, I guess. When I finally came back to it, I had decided to add the glass of milk to the scene because having just the bowl of food and the cat in in the scene wasn't creating the right balance. Also, my backlight problems had been solved by the addition of another grid that I received from my wife for my birthday during the two weeks of downtime. Now I could position the backlight flash further to the side and shape the light more. I of course had a willing subject and in return for three or four cat treats I managed to get the image that I'd entered in in about five minutes of shooting. Post-production in Aperture involved a slight amount of burning some of the topmost pieces of cat food as they were a bit too hot compared to the rest of the food. I also brushed in some desaturation on the milk to make it look more white as opposed to the yellowish white that milk tends to come out as in pictures. Thanks go to Goomba the cat in the picture and Martin for everything that he does for this community. And again, thanks to everyone who voted for my picture. And of course, congratulations to Colin Michaelis for taking first place. Well, you're very welcome, Greg, and thank you for for participating and for the great backstory. I think the key to your success with this image is that you allowed yourself time to revisit the assignment after a few weeks. And there's a lesson to be learned for all of us here. Some months it's just not possible to start shooting early enough and having pressure to come up with something on the last day as Morton did will certainly help sometimes. But here I think the fine tuning of the lighting and thinking of adding the glass of milk really made this shot. Without the milk the feeling of the cat sitting down to a gourmet dinner would have been lost. Also Thanks for the tip on desaturating the milk a little. I'm sure that that's something that we can all put to use too. Congratulations on placing and I'm looking forward to your future shots as well. Moving on to third place and we have Elise Angie's backstory for S is for Strawberry. Congratulations to Colin for the win and to all who placed. Thanks to everyone who voted for mine. I had decided that what I chose as subject matter for food would not be cooked. Strawberries were featured in the weekly shopping circular and they looked mouth-watering. I arrived when the store opened for the biggest selection. I spent a lot of time looking through the strawberry packages to find ones which were all red. The setup was not easy and I tried different glass containers with some dry fruit Uh, some with fruit in water. I had a difficult time with the lighting. The first batch of strawberries did not yield any photos worthy of submission. Fortunately, the next week, strawberries were still plentiful in the store 
and I bought a second batch. I had done a bit of reading about food photography and decided to try natural lighting. I found a fancy bowl that I'd received as a gift a long time ago and never used. However, I found that the natural lighting coming in from the window still needed to be supplemented because it was stronger on one side of the subject than the other. I did some minor adjustments in Photoshop and cropped the image a bit. Martin's theme presents a challenge to me each month, but I learned something worthwhile with each of them. What a beautiful way to have captured these strawberries, Elise. Here, simplicity is key, and the bright red strawberries against the white and the transparent bowl work very well, especially with the beautiful soft lighting. I'm really pleased that the assignment helps you to continue to learn, as it does for all of us, I think. Again, going the extra mile and getting up early for the first batch, then going back to the store for a second batch of strawberries really contributes to the quality of your work, I'm sure. Congratulations on placing the lease, and thanks for continuing to get involved. Next up, in second place, is Graham Aylard with Strawberry, and here's Graham's backstory. Thank you for your votes and placing my image second. Here's the backstory for the image Strawberry. Back in January, I wanted to take my photography to a new direction, studio photography. Inspired by one of the modern greats, Rankin. Although he operates much more expensive equipment, staff and costly resources, personality of his subjects always shines through. A key element of his style of photography. I wanted to capture personality of people too. I've been doing landscape photography for some time. Studios was something that I haven't really done before. It was time to plunge into the deep end and tackle studios. I booked Lux Studio near my hometown in Maidstone for my first lighting, lighting lesson. A few weeks later, I booked model Kate for my first ever shoot. I opted for a professional model instead of friends or family, as I knew a model would be comfortable in front of the camera. Plus, I wouldn't have to worry too much about directing the model. It went very well, capturing with some lovely fashion images. I learnt so much about lighting and portraiture that I wanted to give it another go. Roll on another month later, I'd booked another session at Lux and hired semi-pro model Candice. With the theme of food, I knew that a single item of food being eaten by Candice would work very well. I asked her to pose using a cherry as the food prop. However, it turned out that Candice likes cherries as she kept on eating them after I took a few shots each time. I also wanted to try a strawberry, so when Candice finished off all the cherries, I got the strawberries out. I tried head-on shots at first, but I wasn't happy with the results. The side-on pose with the model holding the strawberry slightly away from her lips seemed to work better for me. 
It also prevented Candice from eating all of the strawberries. Lighting in the studio was provided by four Boeing's units, two Boeing's 250 pointing at the white vinyl backdrop ensuring a pure white background, and two slightly more powerful Boeing's 500R for the key light and fill light. Both of these fitted with soft boxes. Captured on my new Nikon D7000. Post-processing was done using Lightroom 3. During my efforts to process the studio shoot, my IMAX slowly died. Reinstalling the OS didn't help, but a Torx screwdriver size 8, sat-nav windscreen holder, and a new hard drive proved to be the answer. I had to pull the screen off and replace the hard drive, which is lo located right behind the LCD screen. Pulling the screen off an iMac is certainly not for the faint-hearted. Reinstalling the OS and Lightroom, reinstalled the OS and Lightroom, and all is well. Thankfully, I have a reasonable backup workflow, so I lost none of my images. Back with the working computer, I took the image and tilted it about 40 degrees for a more pleasing composition. I softened the model's skin using the selective brush tool and sharpened the lips. Increased the contrast, brightness and vibrance. Using the selective brush tool again, I removed the colour from the skin leaving the strawberry and lips in colour. I was pleased with the result and I'm chuffed to bits for the votes. Thank you. But my biggest critique is my partner and she liked it too. So, so much so that my partner wants it framed and displayed in the kitchen of our new home when we move in together soon. Other images of Candice, including the colour version, the cherry images and the first shoot can be found on my website, Graham Aylard, A Y L A R D dot com. I would like to add a thank you to you, Martin, for putting these assignments together. It has really made me think about my photography in ways I thought was not possible. And for the fact that each image is, at first, anonymous, which means that we're all voting on the merit of the image and not the photographer or even the kit used. That's really important to me, no matter how many votes I get. Thank you to the MVP members for all the votes and thanks to Candice who posed for the images and ate all my cherries. I would also like to add a big thanks to my family for all their support. I would be taking less photos, a lot less photos, if it wasn't for the encouragement from my partner Sue. And lastly, congrats to Colin for the winning image, a worthy winner. So thanks for yet an, an, another great backstory, Graham. And you're very welcome for the assignments. Again, I'm really pleased that they help. You are certainly doing well with your studio work. This image is simply beautiful. I checked out the colour version on your website as well as some of your other work and I really like what you're doing in all of the genres that you shoot in. Great stuff. I find it interesting that both you and Elise ended up 
with vivid red strawberries and then mainly white for the rest of your images. This really works well, simplifying the overall image and yet accentuating the reds. Very nicely done indeed, so congratulations on second place. And in first place, as many have already mentioned, is Colin Michaelis with a, a splash of colour. And here's Colin's backstory. Wow, what an honour it is to place alongside this great group of submissions for the food assignment. Such creativity was shown by everyone. It's amazing the different perspectives we all bring to a topic. When I saw the assignment for March was food, my first reactions were, what on earth could I possibly do that will be worthwhile? And this is not something that I know how to do. My next thought, however, was that this is exactly the reason why I have challenged myself to participate in the MVP assignment so that I will tackle things that are not part of my normal routine, broaden my horizons and learn from the creative ideas of other participants. After a day or two of pondering the assignment, I decided on a concept. We've all seen pictures of food, often berries or fruit, splashing into water, and so it is a little bit of a cliché image. However, I have the view that if I have never done it, then it's not a cliché for me yet. So I did some research into how other people had done similar assignments and made an investment in a $13 fish tank. Setup involved placing the aquarium about two-thirds full in front of a black poster board. My two SB28 strobes covered with clear plastic to keep them dry were on stands one angled down into the tank from above and the other from the front through the glass at 45 degree angle the flashes were set to 1 over 32 power and this was how i planned to freeze the action i placed my camera a nikon d90 with my 50 mm f 1.8 lens on my tripod facing straight onto the tank. With the three peppers balanced on a plate about 12 inches above the water, I dropped them and pressed the shutter release cable with my other hand a split second later. From the first try, my timing was pretty good, but I found that the first three to four shots all had a bit of reflection in the front glass. I removed the front speed light, which solved the reflected light problem, but I was not getting quite enough light. I did not want to increase my flash power, so I mounted the second strobe like the first one from the other side of the tank. This got me the look I wanted. It probably took about another half a dozen tries to get the timing just right. I found that two essential pieces of equipment were a squeegee and paper towels. After each attempt, it was essential to wipe the tank dry with the squeegee and then completely remove any remaining water spots with the paper towels. Even after doing this, I needed to touch up a couple of watermarks from the healing, with the healing tool in Lightroom 4 and dodge a couple of places where there was a little reflection on the glass. 
I boosted the vibrance a little, although the colour of the peppers was already quite good. I had a lot of fun planning this assignment, and I had a blast actually making the photograph. To get the results I did exceeded my own expectations, and it's very encouraging to me that I was able to learn something new. And as a bonus, I managed to keep camera and strobes dry, so they'll still be working for next month's assignment. Martin, I thoroughly enjoy your podcasts, which I listen to regularly. I learn a lot from them. And now that I'm participating in the monthly assignment, this is my second entry. I am forcing myself to learn through making photographs that expand my comfort zone. So thank you, Martin, for providing this great forum. Well, you're very welcome, Colin, and thanks to you for getting involved and for yet another excellent backstory. And it was a a brilliant tutorial on how to shoot this kind of image. Your investigation beforehand and a little trial and error with the positioning of the lights really paid off. You totally nailed this, creating a professional looking image and capturing the freshness and appeal of the food too. Very well done indeed and congratulations on a well-earned first place. I'd like to quickly thank all five winners again for taking the time to write out your backstories and share with us all. I often fail to mention this, but it adds so much to the assignment and is key to enabling me to bring this episode to the community each month as well. Really building on the experience that many of us have put so much into. Thanks also to everybody that got involved in the assignment. Whether you placed or not, I'm sure that you learned something by getting involved and giving it a try. The theme for April was interesting plainness and the voting system will be turned on tomorrow, May 1st. So if you are listening to this soon after release, do drop by the mbpgalleries.com website and cast your vote for the top five images before May 7, 2012. The May assignment using a suggestion from Morton Goldberg is Sidelight. This gives you a lot of scope to work with various types of subject matter, so let's have some fun during May and see what we can come up with. Before we finish today, I'd like to mention that I've recently placed flatter buttons on the blog and podcast pages to make it easier for people to help with the upkeep of the podcast. I don't mention this very often, probably only two or three times in almost seven years of creating the podcast, but it does take considerable time each week to keep this up, not to mention the cost of servers, etc. I get a lot back from this community, of course, and that's one reason why I don't push this, but People have mentioned recently uh, more and more sort of asking how they can help. So I thought it might be worth mentioning again. Note that in addition to Flatter, which is F-L-A-T-T-R, not E-R, the new micro donation service that I think is going to be a very pretty much a standard way to pay content, content creators very soon. 
In addition to that, I have left the PayPal donation buttons in place on the right side of each page on the blog and the podcast page. So if you want to show your appreciation, a donation using either Flatter or PayPal would be very much appreciated. I've also placed Google plus one plus one buttons on most pages around our website too. So you can help out by clicking these plus one buttons to let Google know that what I do here is appreciated. Or maybe you could write a review for the podcast in the iTunes store. Anything that you can do is very much appreciated. Thanks very much for listening today. Remember that you can find me on Google Plus and Twitter, etc. All links are on the top page at martinbaileyphotography.com. So do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode. But in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye.